Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolis. We provide working capital for government contractors by government contractors. And we are so excited to have you today. We are, uh, the purpose of this program is to present growing small businesses within the federal marketplace, resources and industry experts, so that they have the, abil the ability to navigate the industry better and to grow. And so I'm super proud and privileged today to have with me my guest, Robert Jones of Left Brain Professionals. I always like to tell everyone how we really met instead of reading your, your bio right off. I, I started off that way a long time ago and I figured for conversational purposes, it's much better for them to know how we actually met. So sure. the true stalker in me found you through your presentations on, of, on Gavology. Yes. And I was so impressed with the way that you delivered your information from one person who is not a math brain to one that is the way that you delivered your information I thought was fantastic. And so I made a point to find you on LinkedIn after that, and you were gracious enough to take a phone call from me and the rest is history, so to speak. And so I'm proud to have you on today. And, and I'd love for you to be able to share with our, our listenership a little bit more about yourself personally, if that's okay. And uh, tell yeah. us more about Left Brain Professionals. All right. Well, again, uh, yeah, great. I, I, I might steal your intro idea. That's a good idea. I like that. Um, yeah, so my name is Robert Jones. Uh, the firm is Left Brain Professionals. And I guess uh, to answer your first question, a little bit about me, um, I have a background in accounting, a bachelor's and a master's in accounting. I'm a licensed CPA. I've been in the government contracting uh, and accounting space uh, for almost 19 years. Coming up in June will be 19 years for me. Um, I, I tell people I haven't necessarily seen everything because people seem to uncover some new little oddities for me. But in 19 years, I've certainly seen a lot in the world of government contracts. And, uh, you know, it's fun to go from client to client and bring that experience uh, and those ideas, you know, to each new client and, and the issues that they're facing. Um, a little intro about left brain professionals. I like to tell people that we are a boutique accounting firm. I use that term for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that we work only with government contractors. So this is what we do all day, every day. I tell people that we live, eat and breathe the uh, uh, federal acquisition regulations or the FAR, the DFARS, the cost accounting standards, uh, pretty much anything DCAA oriented, uh, the Defense Contract Audit Agency. Um, that's what we do. That's awesome. And that's exactly why I wanted you to come on today. I think for the most part, when I'm talking to especially the emerging companies, whether they're a startup or they've been in the in the business for a couple of years, a lot of them, unfortunately, don't understand the need for compliance as it pertains to accounting until there's an issue. And I know you and I have talked several <laughs> times about yeah. how this this rolls, right? And yeah. and you're one of those people that I know. Not only are you an expert when it comes to the compliance side of things, but you also understand what it looks like from a financial side of things if people wait until there's an issue to call you. So how sometimes when you're dealing with companies, how do your services differ from the newer or startups versus those who are more established uh, outside of the, the obvious? Right. But if you wouldn't mind giving us some details about that. Sure. That's a great question. And I'll, I'll kind of answer it uh, first this way. So sometimes people will say, um, you know, when when should I engage with you? Right. We have these kind of conversations with partners like you and they'll say, hey, 
you know, I might have a potential client. When is a good time to, to make these referrals? And, and what I tell people is honestly, sooner than better. And the reason for that is not because Robert's greedy and trying to make money. It, I mean, certainly I'm in business to make money, but it's not just about billing the client. The reason I say, you know, the sooner the better, because um, we can do a lot with those startup companies, with those mom and pops, people even that sometimes just have an idea and they're trying to figure out where to go with the idea and how to get it off the ground. If we can work with you up front, we can uh, get the accounting uh, chart of accounts set up. We can help with the structure of customers and projects in the system. There's some really basic kind of stuff that we can point you in the right direction. And it's a whole lot better than when clients, you know, call us months, years later. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, now we're going through an audit and the auditors have found or seen whatever, or they're asking these questions and we don't know how to answer them. And then we get in there and you realize there's just a mess. Right. And so it's, uh, you know, I refer to it as the cleanup on aisle five kind of thing. Right. I mean, somebody's knocked over, you know, all kinds of stuff and now you got to go in and clean it up. And if you get to us sooner, you know, we can lay that foundation. We can we can instill some good basic practices and then it's easy to build on those um and, and it makes it it also makes it a little more palatable from a, a budget perspective um you know we take the bite-sized approach that hey we recognize startup companies and small companies have limited cash flow and so if you can invest you know a few thousand dollars with us up front again we can we can lay the groundwork whereas if you come to me years later you know, we kind of got to undo a bunch of stuff, repour the foundation and then build on top of it. And that obviously takes time and money at that point. Yeah. I mean, and from, from my perspective, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I preach constantly in my presentations on how we always say early and often with your contacts and your resources, but also, you know, from a sense of establishing a firm foundation, like to your point, my CEO has said since the get-go when I started with Parabolas that the first thing that you should get as soon as you get an FEIN number and start actively engaging in any type of business is some type of a bookkeeper or accounting partner because unless you're an accountant yourself, yeah. it, isn't, it isn't something that is customary for uh, operators of a business to know how to do. And you mess one thing up and it's just the avalanche snowball effect from so that point forward. Yeah. And actually, I would build on that. The thing that I say on a regular basis, um, again, because we work only with government contractors, is I tell people you need to have an accountant and an attorney that understands government contracts, because the world of selling your products and services to the federal government is a whole other world. You know, I you know, most people know I want to go into business. There's a certain amount of bureaucracy and paperwork. Right. You got to register with the state. You got to get your FEIN. You know, there's all you know, I got to set up a bank account and all of that. Well, when you sell to the to the federal government, there's this other layer of rules and regulations on top of that. And that's what we help people with. But if you don't have an accountant and an attorney that understand this other layer of stuff, you're really going to get in trouble. And it's funny what you say about, well, maybe even if you're already accountant. So we had a potential client last year turns out that one of the owners was actually a CPA. Um, and when we got in and trying to explain, you know, the, the various unique issues with government contracts and some of the stuff, 
they basically looked at me like, you know, my head was spinning around on my shoulders and, you know, and like, I didn't know what I was talking about. And I'm like, like, I'm, I'm, (laughs) you know, so, yeah, yeah, you got to get that GovCon experience. That's, that's, it's so different. I mean, there's, there's no experiences you can gather anywhere else that's going to prepare you for, for what is in store for you once you engage in the federal marketplace. I mean, the far alone, I, I had a friend once that said, you know, what is it? Government, government regulations. I can read. And it's like, yeah, but have you ever looked at it? It's it's really, I mean, it's more like a, a riddle than it is uh, easy to follow. So and, not to and, mention how lengthy it is. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, you know, as you know, pretty much, you know, any career. Right. I mean, the more that you're in that field, you know, kind of that field a little bit better. Right. And that's even I think it is so true with government contract accounting and dealing with DCAA is because sometimes issues will come up and we'll have clients, you know, uh, in the middle of an audit and I'm like, Hey, well, how do we deal with this? And I'm like, well, you know, here's what the regulations say, but here's in reality, how this is going to play out, right? Here's how we negotiate our way through the situation. And that's where, um, you know, again, and, and, and I tell people, I never mean any disrespect to other CPAs or to attorneys who don't practice government contracts, but the reality is if they don't have that unique experience, they're probably not giving you the best advice. Not that, you know, again, right. they're not trying to lead you down the wrong path, but if they don't know and understand some of those uniquenesses, if they're not used to interacting with DCAA, then yeah, they, they may not be giving you the best advice. Right. And, and given that your niche is, is so specific in this industry, what would you say? Because I know you have a team of people who work with you as well. What's your spe- specialization? I know you've mentioned DCAA compliance. Um, what What's something that you can say that you, you know, actually like to do for your clients? That's a great question. For me, I love the strategy side of what we do. So obviously, as accountants, you know, we get into the nitty gritty and we deal with the you know Excel files and we deal with payroll journal entries and you know that kind of day to day, week to week stuff. Um, and some of those projects are, can be fun, right? Sometimes people, you know, they've created a problem and so you're in there unraveling it and that can be kind of cool in its own way. But the, where I really excel and what brings it out in me is, um, is the strategy. And so I'll give you a quick example. We've got a client right now. Um, they're a pretty decent sized company. They currently have three overhead pools, which for many companies would already be a fairly complex, you know, setup. We're actually taking them from three overheads to six overhead pools, plus an intermediate pool, plus a material and subcontract handling. Wow. And so, you know, if you have any concept of what I just said, <laughs> your head might explode going, oh, my God, how in the world do you manage that? Well, right. the reason I'm kind of geeking out over the nerd in me comes out is a couple of reasons. There we're doing this for them because they're having some profitability issues. They've got a variety of services that they offer. The cost drivers of each of those services is very different, which is why they need more fidelity. So they need more buckets basically, right? To break out these costs and track them so that then when they price a product or service out of any one of those buckets, they've got a better price because now we've actually aligned those specific costs to that specific service. And it's just so fun to go in and try to solve those problems um, from a theoretical perspective, because they do actually have one of the tools that we're kind of like, okay, 
I know how we would do this in another business, but your business really is unique. And so I'm not sure what the solution is. So we're bantering back and forth. But then there's also the um, uh, there's the fun in Excel of me actually building the model and moving the dollars around. So anytime I get a chance to play with the strategic side of a business, that's that's where I really love it. And that's great because not a lot of people do that. I mean, some people just strictly do accounting services and they don't get involved with the consultancy side of it like right. you do. And I think that's a good dividing factor of what your company provides um, as an alternative to what some of the others in, in the industry might be doing as well. And I think that that's, that's great, especially for the growing GovCons who might yes. not understand what that looks like. And it helps with, cause we always tell people to have a, have a timeline of growth. And what does it look like from day one to day to fifth year to 10 years or however long you want to be yep. playing in the industry and someone like you could help them do those types of projections so that they know what their growth process is going to look like and be able to gauge success and, yep. and not failures, but um, you know, missteps within it sure. that they can regroup. And, and that's, so that's great. And I think very invaluable that your company provides support services like that, because I think it's a differentiator from, from some of the other uh, accountant firms in the, in the industry. So that's fantastic. I'm glad that we, we pinpointed that a little bit. And I know I mentioned earlier that you do presentations through Govology and that's how I found you. So I'm sure, sure. there's a lot of our, our PTAC companies that follow us both that, that will be reminded of that. Yeah. Um, where else are, are you in the, in the coming months? Um, where else can our, our listenership find you? Uh, great question. Um, it's actually kind of a busy time right now. I just recorded a webinar yesterday that's going to be on the ProPricer um, webinar series, if you're familiar with ProPricer. So they are a um, proposal pricing tool, and we've had a great relationship with them. They also sponsor the GCP or the Government Contract Pricing Summit that's coming up in June here in San Diego, where I am. Um, so I'll be presenting at that. Uh, I've got a couple of webinars coming up with some PTAC organizations. As you mentioned, we've got some great uh, relationships with a number of the individual PTACs. We have the National APTAC conversation, uh, conference, I should say, that's coming up uh, next week, and I'll be in Indianapolis for that. Ooh, there is cool. the NCMA <laughs> World Congress coming up in July, um, and we do our own monthly webinars on some aspect of government contract accounting. And our next webinar that's coming up is April 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern, and that is specifically on um, uh, invoicing for government contractors using QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop. Now that's valuable. And I want to add that if you go to Robert's website, he provides a lot of the past uh, webinars that he's conducted so you can view it at your leisure. And I, and I think that library is a great resource for people who are you know looking for for why they need to do business with you. I think you offer a lot of great resources for free right at your website. Um, and it sounds like you're all over the place. I actually looked into going to that conference out in San Diego. I would have loved it, but it was Hawaii or San Diego. And, uh, Hawaii went out on this year, but I definitely have that on my radar for, for upcoming for sure. sure. But it sounds sure. like it's a great lineup of, of presentations that people can get some great information from you. Um, do you have presentations coming up with Govology as well? Uh, we're working on the details of that right now. So Great. yes, you, um, I, there's definitely some archived, uh, videos over there and, you know, people can watch those, but we are developing, uh, a new series that's hopefully going to start 
schedule a date. I think it's in June is when we're going to start those. Excellent. And I, I definitely recommend people looking up your past presentations with Govology at their uh, website as well. A uh, lot of great information there. That's how I found you. And, um, you know, so we're, we're appreciative of people with an expertise like yours that can really, you know, hurt people's business if they don't get it under wraps quick enough that you provide information in a way that's easy to understand. And, and you've got the type of personality that lends to that consultant side of, of the business as well. So we appreciate having you as a resource. And if you have any advice or tips for small and growing government contractors that might be listening to us, uh, what would they be? Oh, wow. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. Loaded, Loaded question. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I, I, again, I address some of it in terms of get people on your side that know government contracts. And, and, and again, even somebody from the financing side, like Parabolus and Teresa and her team that understand the unique issues that government contractors face. Um, you know, the, the cash flow and, and, and dealing with the government can be a little bit different, you know, in addition to obviously um, just dealing with the rules and regulations. Um, you know, I like your what we were talking about earlier, start early. Um, you know, one of the things that from a, and I guess maybe I'll add this piece is in the world of government contracting, what I tell people is you will be audited. And in fact, it's going to be a variety of audits. Um, if you if you play the government contracting game long enough, you're going to go through a number of audits. Well, the nice thing is that the government tells you what the audit is. All, all of that information is publicly available. Um, it's free. It's easy to access. You can prepare in advance. And, you know, the other way I describe it is imagine if you walked into uh, you know, a college course. And on the first day of class, the professor stood up there and said, here is a copy of the final exam, right? Here's the final exam on the first day. We're, we've got class for three months. What, what what do you think the expectation is? To me, the expectation is that everybody should pass with flying collars, right? Everybody should pass the final exam because you've had a copy of it. You've had three months to study, you know, it shouldn't be any surprise, right, what's on there. And, and that's the way I could look at a lot of compliance issues with the federal government is that all of the information is available to you. You need to work on it and be prepared because there will be a test without right. a doubt. And that's that's great advice. And and wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so great if everyone followed that? Too? <laughs> <laughs> well, those that don't, that's why you and I are in business, right? That's I mean, right. <laughs> that's right. You know, and it's unfortunate, but that's the way it works. If you wait yeah. until it's too late, you're going to pay for it literally and figuratively. And yes, so that's why we try to advise otherwise. But, yep. uh, you know, I, I certainly appreciate you, Robert, and your time and, uh, and, and for dedicating a little bit of your, your talents to our program. Um, I encourage everyone who hasn't already to reach out to Robert, to engage with his presentations, to follow him on LinkedIn and Instagram and all the social media outlets that he's currently on, and to make sure that you're reaching out with your questions because he's a great resource. And I think he'd be an advocate for your company that you might be missing right now. So we appreciate your time very much, Robert. We appreciate our listenership for being involved in this program again today. You know, like I said in the beginning, the purpose of this program is really with the intent to help small government contractors grow and thrive within the federal marketplace. It's an important thing for all of us to advocate for, but even more so of a passion of mine. So I'm grateful for all of the people who join me for each of my, my episodes of Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I appreciate you today, and I hope our listeners will stay tuned for our next 
edition of Spilling the Tea on GovCon coming very, very soon. So thank you again, Robert. And I hope everyone has an excellent day. Thanks. You too. Take care.